Life support is nominal. The oxygen danger indicator level is yellow. Please remember that this is a non-smoking pirate ship. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to GameIndustry.com's The Gin Lounge. I'm John Breeden, your chief lounge lizard. And today we're celebrating Maxwell Smart because we're going to be talking about games that missed it by just that much. So we hope our British friend Shella can get our uh, our reference on that one. <laughs> so Shella, welcome to the lounge today. No, I didn't. Uh, no, no. Kel, uh, we also have uh, Kelly Adams in with us. Ke- Kelly, you, did you know what I meant about the Maxwell Smart thing? Yeah. Okay. I was reaching back into the 60s, and I was using an American culture reference, so I didn't know. Maxwell uh, Maxwell Smart was this like like kind of a bumbling James Bond spy, um, and he like talked on a shoe phone and things like that it was it was ridiculous and he was he he always like he always like saved the day but he bumbled through it like and somehow through a comedy of errors he would end up winning but um one of the things he used to say was i missed it by that much you know when when he would really miss it by a lot more than that (laughs) so yes steve carell played him oh in the remake yeah in the remake Mm -hmm. So the, oh, I can see that working. Yeah, it was it was pretty. So anyway, after two minutes of explaining my my reference, um, <laughs> let's get back to the show at hand. So the I I actually came up with the idea for today's show because I was writing up um, my review of uh, Mafia Two, and I know the um, I know that the people over at Take Two are going to be upset with me. I mean, we 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 did a whole lounge uh, where we just played the developer call for Mafia Two and. I was looking forward to this game, oh, probably more than any other that came out this year, really. I mean, I mean, the way it was presented and the way it looked like it was going to be, it was, it was going to be like Grand Theft Auto in the 1950s, you know, it, which would have been awesome. And unfortunately, the, the, the developers just made some design choices that the game really never, never gelled. So we'll be talking about games that, not really bad games, because there are games out there that are just horrible, but we'll be talking about games that were pretty good all in all, but there were one or two elements that just made them, prevented them from getting onto our all-time greatest favorites list, basically. So these are games that actually did miss it by just that much. So uh, so I'll I'll start with Mafia 2, since that was sort of my uh, thing. And, and the thing about Mafia 2 is that, uh, the developers again. They they created a fully fully open world um, within the city. It was a city called Empire Bay, and you could do stuff like steal cars and rob stores and things like that. But the developers seemed to do every single thing they could to prevent you from actually playing in that open world. Like every single chapter begins with a phone call, and it's somebody from the mafia who's like, "Hey, grab your gun and come out here as fast as you can. We're, we're in trouble," you know. And then you go from basically you go from mission to mission without really having any time to play around and have fun within the city itself. Whereas, as as we all know from Grand Theft Auto and Red Dead Redemption, a better way to do an open world is to give the player total freedom and then have mission points around the city. 
So, so that was sort of my disappointment with, with Mafia 2. There were some other things that were wrong with that game, like, uh, game errors and things like that. Um, at one point I stole a police car, um, uh, and every other police car in the city disappeared from the game, which was kind of, which was kind of nice. I just drove my police car up to every shop in town and robbed it, cause no other police were gonna show up. <laughs> so, that was kind of nice. But, um, so it was just, it was just a game that was good, but could have, could have been great. So, it seems quite extraordinary that you can miss the point of GTA, the success of GTA so monumentally. Yeah. You know what I mean? That they could like create exactly that world, but then put up all these little barriers, which was the thing that um, made GTA so great was the fact that they tore them down. Um, yeah, I, I really don't know why they even bothered to to put the 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 free world in place. I mean, one of the, one of the problems with the Mafia 2 design was there were no side missions. So if they would have put mission points on the map, it would have only been one mission. (laughs) So. Yeah. But then I guess, I mean, maybe it was a, I don't know, it was running out of time (laughs) because it had taken so many years to, you know, run on and on, isn't it? Which is always a bad sign with a game when development time is, Years and years. I guess, but um, again, what really hurt me with Mafia 2 was that all the elements were there. Like, for example, I said there was only one main mission, but you had one main mission, and the main mission would be something like, uh, you know, go to the docks and kill this guy or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then you would do that, and that would immediately trigger a new mission. Okay, now you've killed this guy, mm-hmm. but he didn't have your money, so now you've got to raise $5,000. The only way to do that is to go rob this store. And, and, mm-hmm. and it was a whole chain of missions. Well, what they could have done is taken and broken that up into, like, five different missions and five, you know, make some of them side quests and some of them main yeah. quests. But now they just they just led you one at a time. And you could have you could have said, okay, I, I know you're calling for help and you're bleeding in the street, but I'm just going to go shopping for a while, you know, yeah. <laughs> and nothing nothing bad would have happened. You know, he'd still be bleeding. I need me some new spat. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, I know I want that. I want that yellow hat so I can look like a, a villain <laughs> off of Dick Tracy, you know, I got to go find it. And he would still be there bleeding when you eventually got to him. But that didn't quite seem right to me, so... <laughs> so again, with just a couple tweaks, Mafia 2 probably could have even been on my my list for game of the year. But as it stands, you know, they just—it's just a game that, you know, I in a, my review I described it as it showed glimpses of what it could have been, but it never really yeah. decided to do that. So, yeah, I know. Too bad. Too bad. Um, so, all right. So, well, Shella, you you seem to uh, understand the concept now. So, so, are there any games that were like that for you? Yeah, I mean, mine's a real old one. Um, it was on the GameCube, I think, um, and it was Piano Three, uh-huh. product number three, the one with the um, the chick with the sort of she had a sort of little sachet to her hip, and she did um, kind of. Um, gymnastics type moves and somersaults and stuff whilst she shot things. We we uh, always had uh, you review those type of games. I remember you did like Jet Grind Radio, which was like the same thing. Yeah, <laughs> I, I love all that, that sort of stuff, all those little weird ones, the little quirky ones. <laughs> and um, it wasn't a huge game. 
Um, but I, I loved it. I couldn't put it down. Um, I mean, the animation on the girl was, was great. She was everything you wanted her to be. She was kind of sexy and mysterious and she was cool. She had great sort of moves, all these somersaults and jump off the wall and whatnot. And, and she could shoot stuff. She was kind of kick ass as well. And, um, um, and the story was kind of interesting as well. There was this sort of, you discover this clone of her at some point in this, in these sort of, in these jars in this room as you're, you're basically trying to shoot your way through this ship or station or whatever it is, um, this complex. And, um, there are sort of security robots there and stuff like that. So you're basically fighting against them. And so the, the story is quite intriguing and I couldn't put it down. But by the end, I sort of, it felt a bit empty. It felt um, the environment was kind of stark and um, and it didn't feel like it was a style choice. It just felt like there was something missing that stopped it from being exactly as you say, that's, you know, from being that great game that everybody loved or everybody talks about still, but nobody really talks about it still because it kind of... Um, I just don't know. I just couldn't put my finger on it then. I can't put my finger on it now. I don't know whether the developers were rushed or there wasn't a big enough budget or, you know, but when you looked out the window, there wasn't anything there, really. It was kind of just a bland kind of desert scape on some planet. And um, the corridors became became kind of samey. And it, it was only her that kept you going through. Huh. It sounds like... uh it sounds like they put a lot of effort into um, the character and all her cool moves and design and stuff, and then maybe just forgot or figured nobody would would really care that the environment was, you know, same same quarter B, same quarter C, same quarter D every time. Yeah, it was weird. It was a weird one because I really enjoyed it. It was a really cool game. Hmm. Um, yeah. You know, when you were describing it first, I'm like, I'm going to have to get my cube out and check this out. That sounded really cool. Yeah. So. I mean, yeah, I would recommend it. It's a cool game. <laughs> it's one of those you can just, like, kind of churn through and play. It's just, yeah you know not too taxing it's just kind of cool <laughs> very nice very nice all right well kelly what about you what are what's a game on your almost made it but didn't quite make it list it would have to be the one i'm playing now it's near ah yes now let, let me just give the the listeners a background on Nair. Nair was a game that uh when it initially came out um it got a slew of negative reviews. I mean, it got like 30% of terrible scores, right? Everybody said it was horrible. And then basically the what the company said was that that game, like the people that were giving it the negative reviews weren't RPGers. They were like, I don't know, shooter players or something, and they didn't have the patience for an RPG. Uh, you know, fa- fair enough assessment. I mean, there were some people that didn't like Oblivion because, you know, there was too much character development or something. <laughs> so, well, then uh, what happened was the second wave of reviews came in uh, for Nair, and they were much more positive. And, and what Square was saying was what the second reviews were from the, the actual role players and so forth. So we didn't we didn't really know. But then at E3... When uh, Human Deus Ex Human Evolution, the trailer was shown and everyone was blown away by it, and Kelly made sure to remind me that she reviews all the Square games now. <laughs> so, um, uh, the Square came out and said, "Well, okay, 
by the way, Nair is already out and it's really good. And so if you don't want to wait for human evolution, then play Nair because it's, it's really cool. So we didn't know what to think. So we got a copy and we gave it to Kelly and we said, Kelly, give us the real story. What is, is this game a 30? Is this game an 80? What, what's the deal? So, so that's the background on why Kelly has Nair in her hands. But if it's in this yeah. show, it doesn't seem to be doing it's that well. This <laughs> is final nail in it. <laughs> oh, the pressure. No. It, to make that statement that it's not true RPG fans, that they just, if they're not real RPG fans, then they just won't like this game. Well, that's kind of... BS, because I think a true RPG fan who likes to get lost in role-playing games and lose hours on the clock would love it. Not so with me. Mm. It's frustrating, aggravating. The difficulty settings are, I have no idea where in the world they got the easy, medium, and hard <laughs> caliber because it almost seems like it's hard 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 <laughs> it's like there's no separation in it and it's just weird it really has i feel that there was two teams at square enix that did this game because some elements of it with the fighting and different stuff is really cool in the storyline and difference in the visuals of course but other as best, like, if you walk into a store or, I don't know, your house, you go, okay, what noob team did this? Because <laughs> it's like, it's a beautiful home, you walk into it, and suddenly it's just a two-level townhouse that you can only walk in a linear fashion. <laughs> you can't really explore it. And I went, that totally doesn't give me the feel of what I was just at in the open world. Hmm. That's pretty, that's, it does almost sound like they had multiple teams on it. Like they had the B team, oh, just design the houses, you know? <laughs> and so they, they said, so for the house, you want a rail shooter, right? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, did I just skip? Did my Xbox just instantly like turn into a PS2? What, what happened? <laughs> you know? Wow. Wow, that is, that is pretty cool. Well, it's, it sounds like, I mean, th those elements are interesting. It sounds like the one that's really preventing you from really enjoying the game is the difficulty settings. Because I know you, as a reviewer, you when you load a game up, you, you select probably the normal level, whatever the default is, and try that first, right? Yeah. And then if I realize, oh, time's getting under the essence, I need to go through this really fast, I'll bump it down to easy, go ahead and blow through it, get the storyline, get the review rope, and then maybe go through and play it again at normal. Mm hmm Nuh -uh. No, I bumped it down the easy, and I went, okay, I'm making no progress. Did I just backtrack? Did I, did I make any progress at all? Yeah. It, it's just horrible. Well, I remember, I remember. was it Shella? Was it you that had the story about Oblivion where the rats kept eating you and you couldn't get out of town or something? Oh, that was a friend of mine. Yeah, he, uh, he went out into the wilderness. <laughs> Kept getting killed by rats because he was basically too low level to be in that area. <laughs> kept respawning every time he went back into the game, and he just died instantly. So he's like, "I'm basically stuck in the desert, getting eaten by rats for the whole of eternity." <laughs> but then he's just like ridiculous. 
But we could we could at least chalk that up to that was his fault. <laughs> well, I think that's also a game flaw. You shouldn't be able to just be like nibbled by rats for eternity, should you? I don't know. It sounds like a pretty cool fate for somebody who's bad. <laughs> but Kelly, you were you were saying the difficulty was this everywhere. It wasn't like you were trying to go into some dungeon that you weren't qualified for. This was just everywhere in the game that you were getting killed. Everywhere. <laughs> Didn't matter if it was a a boar or sheep or <laughs> the shades. All the shades are really vicious. Mm. Ah. I just I thought you know oh, okay it, I'm expecting if I put the difficulty level down, guess what? It's gonna take less hit points to kill the thing. Nope. Seems like their hit points stayed static. Mm. Weird. Sounds like the worst GM ever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, bad <laughs> game master who had, had a, a GM like that. Yeah, ga- <laughs> our game master had a really p- bad day. He's gonna take it out on his player. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Definitely. Um, that that reminds me of uh, a game called Axis and Allies, which was a great board game that we used to play. That went when they went to um. When they moved it to the computer, which was a great thing because it takes like an hour to set up the board, you know, and the comp- and, and mm. computer can handle all that for you. And they made the AI really bad. I mean, the AI was the AI was so stupid that it was actually more fun to play the game when you set it to easy because when you set it to hard, the computer always tried to do the same strategy. And if you were an expert Axis and Allies player, which we were, you knew exactly what the computer was going to do. It was almost like you were reading their battle plans. So what you would do is you would set the game to easy and it would throw in this random element where the computer would make quote-unquote dumb mistakes. But it actually made the game a little harder to play because it threw in this sort of random element. You didn't exactly know what it was going to do. So that that was interesting. So so it kind of sounds like that. So well, I'm looking forward to uh, to seeing your review on on air. <laughs> so you, that one. <laughs> yeah, because I believe it or not, Square actually wrote sent me an email and they were like, "Hey, you know, we're we're counting on Kelly to to give the oh, final no. say. What's it gonna oh, be?" <laughs> So, uh, they're gonna be very disappointed. <laughs> no, just let's say I'm I'm looking forward to Deus Ex, but Lord help me if they yeah, screw that one up too. Talk your way out of it. <laughs> but no, they just screw that one up too. I'll be really ticked. <laughs> like what is it? Squiddy suddenly become the have the mo of every now and then we'll make a really good game. <laughs> I guess what? we're going to put a lot of flops. That's pretty cool. That's, that's like some people's love life, I guess. They have a string of bad X, X's and like one or two decent ones. So, um, the one of the games that I wanted to bring up because this was like a perfect game that fit, fit our genre for today was, uh, Far Cry 2. Now, I loved the original Far Cry. The original Far Cry was uh, actually got made into a Yui Bowl movie, which I'm sure sucks, but I haven't seen it yet. It's on my it's on my Blockbuster list. Um, hopefully, I'll see it before Blockbuster goes out of business. Um, but uh, uh, it was it was really cool because you're on this tropical island and you could go swimming and there were mercenaries that were shooting at you. But I'm like, hey man, I I just want to hang out on the beach. It's so beautiful, you know. Just stop shooting at me. Uh, but Far Cry Two. They moved it to like an open world format, and uh, you moved from some tropical paradise to some hellhole backwoods African country. And so the scenery took a nosedive for one. But anyway, that wasn't the problem with the game. The problem with the game was that the world was not persistent at 
all. So, for example, you had these army checkpoints along the way, and it became a pain in the butt just to get to your mission zones because you have to go through these checkpoints. Well, the one army checkpoint was a gas station, I remember. So I, I drove up to the gas station in my Jeep, and I got up on my little 50 caliber machine gun that I had mounted, and I tore that place up. The uh, the gas pumps exploded. There were huge fireballs. The building burnt to the ground. I killed everybody. It was like a total massacre, right? So I drive through the checkpoint, and I drive down the road, and I, I don't know, I forgot my sunglasses or something. There was some reason I had to go back to the town. So, so I turn around to go back, and the entire gas station is rebuilt. All the fortifications are rebuilt, and all the guys are alive again. It was no more than five minutes ago I burnt that place to the ground. So that was what, and that was the way it was. The world wasn't persistent. You did all this awesome damage, and then within five minutes, everything was back to normal. It was like an MMO practically you know there was no consistency so that every time you had to drive from point a to point b you had to go through and fight all these battles which were fun at first but it just became monotonous after a while you almost didn't want to go anywhere because you you knew well i I know i cleared that road but i know all those guys are going to be back again so in my opinion you sort of turn around and sort of think my God, have I just slipped back into 1996? Or? Yeah, I have. I have no idea. And that was that was a game where there was definitely a design choice that they made for whatever reason. I mean, I don't know if if they could have just turned up the time and made it like an hour of real time or something like that before. Yeah. I mean, some amount of time, more than Anything. yeah, more than five minutes. You know, it would have been that game would have been awesome. But it, as it turns out. Wasn't wasn't all that great, so that's one that definitely missed it by just that much. <laughs> if I could just get in and change one little variable inside their code, it would have been a great game. <laughs> so uh, let's see. Well, actually, uh, we we we've yammered for a while, so we're running low on time. So let me uh, let me go to Shell and see if you have any more before we before we head out. I've got one more quick one. It's um, City of Heroes. Uh-huh. Um which you know I love. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you wrote seven columns about it. <laughs> I think I did bore everyone to tears with it. <laughs> but every day was like a new adventure. Um, and, yeah, it was just the missions became so repetitive. It was it was just ridiculous. Um, I never want to open another crate in a warehouse on a dock <laughs> ever again. Um, laptops. I never want to like quickly crack the code on a laptop and see that little bar going up. It's just like, <laughs> oh. And then um, Champions Online was actually written by the same team. And um, as soon as I popped online on that, I was just like, oh no, they've done it again. I was just thinking, surely in the you know the, the space of time that's passed. Um, so what made City of Heroes, a sort of flawed, great game, made Champions Online just kind of a bad game. Oh, wow. Because if you can, well, because if you can, like, make all the same mistakes all over again, you're just kind of thinking, what's the point? Hmm. You know what I mean? It's like you can't just put extra sort of bows and um, cherries on top but ignore the sort of fundamental flaw. Well, that's uh, – I, I was just saying that's interesting because all the marketing material that led up between the two games was pretty much like 
them trying to convince players, hey, we're really, really different now, you know, and this is going to be a totally different and better game. It, it's interesting mm-hmm. that they they then then went back and did sort of the same things again. Yeah, I mean, they changed some of the sort of the, the sort of the facade was different, but it was essentially it had exactly the same kind of feel to it, except I preferred City of Heroes. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> All right. Well, that I could see that. I could see that. So one game that would fit the category, and one game that. Actually, it goes a little bit beyond that. Yeah, slips out the other side. (laughs) Kelly, was there anything else that you wanted to, you were desperate to bring up? Um, not really. Um, The only thing that makes me just go, is just the country tracks on Rock Band. Kind of, does that defeat the purpose of the name Rock Band? (laughs) (laughs) You know, I would almost agree with you, except for when I have friends come over, they want to, um, they they really, there's some friends that I have that really want to just play those tracks. <laughs> oh, so. I feel for you. <laughs> so, yeah, I get I get to hear those fairly often. So I'll agree with you because I'm tired of them. So <laughs> I, just, I just have to not be such a cheap shot and get some more DLC downloaded, I guess. So the, the thing that pisses me off about that game is that my friends have broken three freaking pedals on my drum set so far, and I even got the heavy-duty one that you're supposed to be able to use with combat boots and crap, and they Break them in their bare feet, so I don't know what the hell is going on. So now I your friends trolls. Yeah, well, I, they must be. Now I always have the the pedal, and then I have a backup that's still in the package for whenever I have to switch out. So. My husband had to reinforce ours because it got snapped. He reinforced it with like metal and all kinds of crap in it. So I don't think that thing's going to break again. But then no, then the drum pad itself got broke. Uh, one of my friends offered to take it to their work. They're like a real handy guy, and he was like, "I'll weld this thing. I'll put steel plating on it." And I'm like, "No, I'll just spend the ten dollars and go get another one." But thanks. <laughs> I'd have taken the welding. Yeah, I don't know. I may, I may take him up on that offer. All right, so we are out of time for today, guys. Uh, thank you so much for today. And um, so, developers, if you're listening, uh, there are some cool ideas for you not to do in your next game to make your game awesome, because we want to see games on the awesome list and not on the almost awesome list, because nobody wants to be in the almost awesome list. <laughs> Either you'd rather be in the infamous list than the almost awesome list. Let's go. Come on. Um, and for our listeners, the email address is ginlounge at gameindustry.com. We'd love to hear from you. We'll even read your comments on the show, and that's not an empty threat we've actually done it before all right kelly and uh, shella thank you so much today and we'll see you both next time in the lounge uh good night everybody 